0: Welcome back. It's Joker Man again, and we're still talking about Infidels, the world famous uh, uh, 1980s pseudo masterpiece by Bob Dylan, which features a full on masterpiece song in Joker Man, our namesake tune. My name is Evan, and as always, I'm joined by the other host of Joker Man The Joker. Ian
1: (laughs) Oh yeah Uh,
0: Yeah, my name is Ian And uh, you've caught us right in the middle of this album uh, Where we just spoke about the song License to Kill A very beautiful, in my opinion, impassioned number about ecological disaster And the fact that if you go to the moon, it means that you have given up on life on Earth And you should be used as fuel for the rocket uh, and um, the uh, next song is Man of Peace. And this is a song that is very interesting, considering we've just come, the last record having been uh, the last of a Christian trilogy, this, this record poses a lot of provocative questions, uh, I think, in light of that. Um, can you tell me why, Ian?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think that Bob, uh, well, I mean, as we've talked about in the past, Bob has always been sort of able and willing to speak uh, and and write songs uh, related to um, and and that travel in, um, you know, sort of Christian vernacular. Um, But now, especially coming out of the evangelical period, I think he's even better at, um, you know, just kind of weaving that sort of material into his own uh, into his own lyrics. Um, and, and so when we get to a, a record like Infidels, which is, you know, it's, it's, it's not part of the Christian trilogy, uh, at least as, as far as most people generally think of it. Um, uh, but it is, it is more like, um, you know, it, it, it is literate, clearly literate kind of in, in Christianity and in religious imagery, uh, from obviously the, uh, the absolute dog shit of uh, Neighborhood Bully, to, to Joker Man, which has got several lyrics about the book of Leviticus and Deuteronomy and... Um, the Law in the Jungle you know, of the Sea. Yeah, the, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, there's some, some very uh, intense um, and evident sort of biblical imagery in, in that track and, and elsewhere around the record. And I think that's what we get um, in Man of Peace also, to start um, to, to start side two, where he is kind of building the song around this, um, this image or this metaphor, uh, of Satan, uh, coming as a man of peace. He's got this refrain. This is one of those classic kind of, um, uh, blood on the tracks style songs that lacks a chorus, uh, but it's really just a series of verses that always come back to this this same refrain over and over again, the same way that he comes back to tangled up in blue at the end of every verse, or so the same way that he comes up to, comes back to, um, uh, you know, it's a wonder you can, uh, or, you know, we can even feed ourselves, or it's a wonder... Um, uh, that you still that, know how to breathe. Still know how to breathe, yeah, exactly. Um, he comes back to this line at the end of all these, um, uh, all these verses, uh, sometimes Satan... Sometimes comes Satan
0: comes as a man of
1: peace. That's pretty good. Uh, I yeah, think so it's, it's a little great, more.
0: It's a great little earworm. It's a great little. Yeah, it's it's, it's a good. little more. of...
1: Uh, it's got kind of a honky tonk, uh, you know, vibe to it. I would say um, it's not country western necessarily. I, I, you know, none of this record is. Um, uh, although you know, Union Sundown, we'll get to that in a moment. But that's got an interesting sort of cowboy guitarlic. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it, it's not as, it's sort of like, it's not, what am I looking for? Uh, it's not, uh, it's not maudlin. It's not, um, uh, desperate or dark hearted. It's, it's sort of, um, you know, just kind of, he, it, it's sort of playful, I would say, um, despite the the subject matter. Yeah. Playful,
0: um, but a, a little bit, uh, a, a little cynical, I think it's, uh, it's interesting. It's an interesting wrinkle to Bob Dylan's uh, relig- you know, recent religiosity. He's okay. sort of making a caveat here. He's saying, "Well, just so you're- we're clear, sometimes the the person that you th- you trust the most is the one who's uh, actually working. He's in league with the devil, uh, and um, he's you know." Goody Proctor is, uh, it was seen with the devil, stuff like that. Yes. Um, and y- you have in this song, I think a, um, uh, uh, it's like a, a disclaimer <laughs> in a way just, uh, it's like sometimes, sometimes Satan comes as a man of peace. So if I, not all the time, not all the time, sometimes, uh, you know, you've got um, the song "Neighborhood Bully." Not that far before this, it, it does make me think. Like, buddy, you wrote this song, and you wrote, and you wrote "Neighborhood Bully," and you wrote it on the same record, and you put them on the same record, and you couldn't tell that Satan was coming as a man of peace on that one. <laughs> you couldn't tell that Satan is coming as a man of peace on that's a a good point neighborhood bully <laughs> uh, um that's a great example of Satan coming as a man of peace is yeah, no, he's not even a man of peace well not a, not quite a man of peace again I'm fully Jewish I'm just uh saying that uh, you know the nation state of Israel should not be equated with uh the the Jewish people. The Jewish people. That you should not think of Zionism as a as, as a condition that means you know support of which means that you are a good Jew or not. You you're actually a better Jew if you question the use of force to create and establish a nation state. In my opinion, um, that's yeah, an example of not
1: being a man of peace at all. Uh, Jokerman is uh, Jokerman does not endorse uh, Benjamin Netanyahu in, uh, in the upcoming fifth uh, Israeli presidential election uh, that will never be decided.
0: But let's use this opportunity to ponder the question, who is a, a, a satanic man of peace? When, when has there been someone who is quote 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 "of peace
1: who's actually Satan? Well, that's a good question. I mean, uh, you know, according to according to Bob, it could be the Führer or it could be the local priest. And he says um, those too, or even the chief of police.
0: Oh no, not the police!
1: Yeah, might be hard to imagine.
0: Famously peaceful people. Yeah, <laughs> the cops. Um, um there's a, there's a very memorable lyric. Uh, about like feeling the touch of the beast. Do you, do you have that pulled up? Yeah, what is it? Yeah,
1: he'll uh, he'll put both his arms around you. You can feel the tender touch of the beast. T- you can feel you know that sometimes which is Satan comes as a man of peace.
0: Kind of the closest we get on this record to that old time Christian Bob. I actually really like that. As a, it feels like a nice throwback. Like hearing him say one of these really like bold sort of. Uh, pronouncements against mm. Satan. You can feel the tender touch of the beast. He's, you know, I, I bet you like that. I bet you like getting touched by Satan. You fucking, you freak.
1: <laughs> but uh, I think going going back to some of your um, some of your criticism of our uh, future global overlords in the in the previous episode in their spacefaring exploration. Yeah, Elon uh, Musk. He's and, a great. Um,
0: and Jeff Bezos,
1: yeah, he's a great humanitarian. He's a great philanthropist. Right, he knows right. just where to touch you, honey, and how you like to be kissed. So this
0: this is actually a great and very, I think, politically uh, astute sort song of a, in a lot of ways sort of a, because it's sort of talking, it's speaking directly to the liberal who 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 is quick to give uh, accolades to to. the philanthropist philanthropist billionaire type, you know, oh, well, they do so much good humanitarian work without thinking about how that's a cover for more sinister ends.
1: Um, Yes, uh, yeah, Bill Gates is, you know, uh, like African uh, vaccine charities, uh, which are in reality just uh, a cover and a scheme for... Him to be harvesting adrenochrome from uh, all of the children uh, across he, he's not, the, he's, the continent.
0: We're not. We're not getting into that. He doesn't harvest <laughs> adrenochrome. He doesn't have to do. I don't. He just has to do what any billionaire does, you know,
1: which is harvest adrenochrome.
0: No, no, no. They don't do that. <laughs> I don't think that. Uh, I don't even want to acknowledge the things that those fucking idiots believe. The Q people.
1: I was go- I was just going to say this song actually does have like a slight like QAnon vibe to it. Um, <laughs> I guess I guess it does. Uh, I mean, well, like all things, QAnon is
0: a, a conspiracy theory which is based on a grain of a grain of truth, uh, namely that Barack Obama is a bad man who doesn't give a fuck about you. But um, no, you know, none of the politicians are uh, good people by and large. However, you don't have to believe that they are sucking the marrow from children's bones to understand that they are uh, second-rate people and moral cowards.
1: No, I mean you don't. You don't have to believe that that is literally what's happening. But uh, but metaphorically speaking, in fact, you should
0: fucking not. You you (laughs) should not believe that. Please, you should not believe.
1: That you that is and a, your
0: your parents on Facebook, you got to tell them don't believe that stuff. It's not. You shouldn't true. believe
1: it. You shouldn't believe it is a literal happening. But metaphorically speaking, I think that there is a, there is a lot to say there in terms of like a, a psychic reality, even if it isn't a a physical um, a physical reality that we encounter. on As a data Marianne basis.
0: Williamson would say, you know, there's dark psychic
1: forces at work, and yeah, that can't be denied. There absolutely are dark psychic forces at work. I just uh, D-P-F, I just voted D P
0: F dark psychic forces.
1: Yes, I just voted for her uh, uh, as uh, <laughs> you, vice president. You voted? You voted for uh, Marianne Williamson? I, I just wrote in Bernie and, and Marianne on on my ballot. That's cool. I um I haven't voted yet. Yeah, it's fine. Are you registered in California?
0: I think I told my. Uh, yeah, I think I am. I think my mom said that it came in the mail there, and I said, "Do whatever you want." Cool. One more vote for Joseph Robinette Biden.
1: Yes, the one and only in the um, tank. Well, this is almost political
0: uh, <laughs> episodes. The, the, it's really this really is. Yeah, I the think last it's... one. We're really letting letting our freak flag fly uh,
1: politically how oh, this is just what you get when Bob you know is is starting to uh starting to be such a such a polemicist yeah he wants again.
0: he wants to get there you know we're gonna go there that's
1: yeah what happens. on that on that note uh, perhaps we should uh sweep along to the next song which uh if anything just uh, doubles down on the <laughs> uh on, the, on yeah. the political commentary well this is also uh,
0: a song that uh Proves once and for all that Bob Dylan owns a flashlight.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's the question that we've all been wondering uh, throughout his his career. And
0: where's it from? It's about uh, exporting our labor resources to other countries.
1: It's about globalism is what it's about. Yeah,
0: this is the Q album, isn't it? Mm.
1: It is, <laughs> but I think that, that's, that's sort of the, the, the double-edged sword of this record is I, I do think that uh, some of these songs actually have some interesting and legitimate critiques to make, um, even, if, even if they're done in sort of, um, uh, you know, not the, not the most intelligent or um, uh, correct kind of way. Um, uh, but uh, but I, I digress. We'll get into that in a second. This is, uh, this is, of course, the sixth song on the record, Union Sundown.
0: It's a song about how we are increasingly in this country selling ourselves out from under to shadowy uh, uh, foreign lands. Is that right?
1: Well, I mean, I, I don't think that the I don't think the critique is so much of foreign lands uh, per se. I, I think that it's more uh, about
0: how we are are becoming weaker by not believing in, in ourselves. Is that, is that a better way to think about it?
1: I mean, I, honestly, I think, that, I think that it's just uh, really uh, more than anything else, just a, a critique of, you know, uh, globalization and, and capitalism, you know, in, in, in general here. I mean, he, he literally uses the the word capitalism in the song. Um, and, uh, you know, if we look at the, if we look at the, um, the, the chorus on this one, it's sundown on the union, you know, the union being the, the union of the country, presumably, um, or, you know, union labor as well. It's sort of a double entendre. Uh, and what's made in the USA sure was a good idea till greed got in the way. You know, I think, I think that's the, the, uh, the, um, antagonist of this song here is, is the greed and, and the, um, you know, the, the rapacious nature of capital in general. Um, and uh, and yeah, he he sort of builds it around this uh, odd kind of conceit of just kind of naming a bunch of different products and the countries that they might come from. Um, Can you but he give does me that. a
0: sampling of those, please? Uh,
1: Let's see. Here Where's a good one. Uh, Yeah. Uh, well, this silk dress is from Hong Kong, and the pearls are from Japan. Well, the dog's collars from India, and the flower pots from Pakistan. All the furniture, it says, made in Brazil, where a woman she slaved for sure. Bringing home 30 cents a day to a family of 12, you know, that's a lot of money to her.
0: What about the flashlight?
1: Where is the flashlight lyric? I think uh, it's right at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the second line. Uh, Well, my shoes, they come from Singapore. My flashlight's from Taiwan. My My tablecloth's from from Malaysia. My belt buckles from the Amazon.
0: Yeah.
1: Um,. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, so, so yeah, like uh, he's, he's for, for whatever reason, kind of set his sights here on, uh, yeah, just on kind of offshoring and, um, and the globalized nature of the consumer, um, you know, commodity focused economy in the 1980s. Which is a which is a very legitimate critique to make, uh, especially in 1983, as as the sort of the neoliberal turn is really making itself um, apparent for the first time, and, and Reagan is uh, on on the ascent. Um, it's it's just it's so odd to me that he would he would have the capacity to make this kind of comment on the same record that he's making, you know, his his Zionist masterpiece, like it, those those two those two those two. Um, ideas or those two, like, kind of outlooks seem like in direct conflict to me. Um, like, if you're, if you're making one of those, um, critiques, you, you would disagree or be incapable of making the other, and yet somehow Bob, you know, is, is capable of doing both on the same record, no less.
0: Yeah, it's not my favorite song on this uh album <laughs> uh, at all. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, in, in terms of uh, song quality, it's 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 a it's a bit of a, um, a novelty, I would say, sort of a gimmick. Um, I do I do really like that um, that kind of uh, outlaw guitar lick that uh, that they return to throughout the track. That down 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 down. Um, right. You want to throw in a sound clip there. Um, I, I'm a little but,
0: worried about doing the sound clips. I'm worried about doing the sound clips these days.
1: Are we gonna get? We're uh, we gonna get down by the man.
0: I don't know. I just don't want to have to risk it.
1: That's fair. Well, uh, listener, go uh, go queue up Union Sundown on your uh, on your your local cassette deck or uh, record platter and uh, and listen to that sweet sweet Knopfler guitar lick. But uh, um,
0: I w- I will say um, on on regarding Union Sundown. In the the book, The Recording Sessions by Clinton Halen, uh, there's a a little bit where he he talks about it. Um, Union Sundown somehow manages to display the same kind of naivete in economic matters as Dylan had previously displayed with Hal Lindsey's rabid religious tracts. I don't know what that means.
1: Does he, does he have, is, is there a particular kind of line or, or like lyric that he's uh, uh, mentioning there in terms of naivete? Well,
0: no, but something that he does mention is that um, there was a line that was apparently cut from the song that, uh, yeah, and it's including an astonishing lost verse about a man in a mask in the White House understanding the shape of things to come. That Dylan should waste his time on such a piece of tosh when you have the perfect partner for Sweetheart, Don't Fall Apart of Me Tonight, and I and I in Someone's Got a Hold of My Heart, a song that was cut from the record, mm-hmm. may well suggest just how perverse his artistic judgment had become. At least the artist, the artist responsible, he has more of an ex- excuse for a
1: I, uh, I mean I, I I do I do sort of understand what he's what he's saying in terms of naivete on on this track and I, I think that they're like uh, I, I don't think that he has like a fully thought out or, or fleshed out cohesive kind of critique to make uh, on on a song like this I mean uh, you know once we get a little later into the um, into the song, it, it does start to take on this, this tinge of like nationalism. Uh, well, you know, lots of people complaining that there's no work. I say, why you say that for when nothing you got is U S made, they don't make nothing here no more. Uh, you know, capitalism is above the law. It says it don't count less it sells when it costs too much to build it at home. You just build it cheaper someplace else. Mm-hmm. So there is, there is sort of this, um, I think protectionist bent, uh, uh, to the song, uh, as if, you know, the, the offshoring of, um, you know, of, of manufacturing jobs primarily is, is somehow anti-American or something. Um, and, and so he's, he's coming at this, uh, topic less from a, you know, a, an economic justice angle and more so from a, yeah, just sort of a jingoistic, um, a state of mind. So if that, if that is the approach, I think that, I think that's where he kind of falls flat on his face. Um, and, uh, and, and that is the sense that you get as it, as it goes on. And especially with that, that chorus, uh, you know, what's made in the USA sure was a good idea to agree got in the way. He like, he hasn't, he hasn't really connected all the dots I think, but, but he does, he does have hold of, he, he he's grabbed hold of something here, but he's just, uh, you know, he's looking in the, looking in the wrong direction in terms of trying to find a culprit um, say <laughs> honestly, the same sort of thing as QAnon. Like they, they have, they have, they have grasped that, um, you know, the, the billionaire overlords of this, uh, planet are, uh, are pedophiles and, and, uh, crooks and criminals in general, but, uh, you know, they're not, they're not sacrificing children in the basement of, uh, Comet Ping Pong.
0: No. Um,
1: you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's happening down on little St. James.
0: Down on little St. James. <laughs> Where the Do you think children they ever met? played till Jeffrey Epstein came and took their smiles away. I I just that's, that's pretty off good. Dome.
1: Do you think they ever met?
0: Uh, it's possible, but yeah, I don't
1: know. I know, I uh, Your one of your uh, your motion picture favorites was a, a close known associate of of old Jeff.
0: Oh, Woody Allen. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Hollywood, what are you going right. to do? Yeah. Uh, the next song is I and I, a song that kind of baffles me. What about you?
1: Yeah, this is, uh, you know, so we're, we're closing in on the end of the record already. Uh, one note on that, I guess, like, it's a it's a short record. Um, and I think I think part of that has to do with the weird kind of re-sequencing that, well, that Bob did. Yes,
0: uh, certain songs were cut. Uh, one of them, Blind Willie McTell, is mm-hmm. a song which we'll discuss when we get to the uh, ba- the bootleg, bootleg series where it actually was first officially released. But um, truly, a, a baffling uh, exclusion. Yep, I can't understand a universe where it would make this record worse. It, it's a right. good song that should have been on this album.
1: Yeah, no, it's great. But like, um, was it Ian that said it, or was it Sam that said it? Uh, I forget, but... It was uh,
0: Ian who, who mentioned that he, he heard it through he, the la- grapevine that Dylan famously will throw out the first, like, three... The three
1: best the three songs, songs on the songs record. songs that
0: everybody working on the record really likes.
1: Right, He'll just right.
0: Uh, toss them. And uh, this has at least, like, two so, re- like pretty good songs that were yeah. cut. Yeah.
1: Which, yeah, and apparently there's a ton of um, of like uh, extra cuts and shit from this. Uh, looking at um, the outtake section, well, on hopefully someday,
0: someday there, someday soon we'll have a, a, a official bootleg series that uh, examines this era and the eighties era, uh, the the mid eighties as a whole. I mean, yeah, that would really be special. Something that that a bootleg series of um Infidels and Knocked Out Loaded and down in the groove and Empire Burlesque that that's really the maybe something they're putting off.
1: <laughs> we are uh we're, we're certainly getting we're getting there at this point. I don't know. I don't know uh, how much uh, other stuff there is to uh to dump out. There there hasn't really been anything from like the Street Legal era, but I guess, you know, p- part of that is because there just isn't a ton in the vaults from those uh those sessions. Anyways, uh, eight song record, right? So this is the seventh song. Uh, and, it, and it's kind of gearing up like, you know, the, the penultimate and ultimate songs on, on Bob records tend to be pretty, pretty big, you know, kind of, you know, uh, knockout, knockout tracks, at least when they're, when they're good songs and good records. And, and I think I and I like has the capacity to be that kind of song. Um, you know, it's, it's literally called I and I, so it's clearly going to be sort of an introspective, um, you know, personal, personally focused song. Um, and yeah and yet yeah it's i uh, there's just something about it doesn't doesn't come through
0: doesn't hit i i have a a feeling about that which is that um this is straight up features one of the most ungainly lyric refrains uh, of any bob dylan song and right, that is in the, chorus. in the chorus just doesn't flow if you filled it with uh, if you flooded it with water it wouldn't flow Uh, that's uh, I and I in creation where one's nature neither honors or forgives this is not a chorus material lyric (laughs) in creation where one's nature neither honors nor forgives just no too many words
1: yeah it's not the not One the says smoothest to the other
0: no man sees my face and lives that's yeah. a little better but there's no getting out of that mealy mouth first part of the chorus it just doesn't doesn't vibe
1: yeah I don't even like I don't i i, I don't do Really don't know what it he means uh, either. I don't know what it means exactly, and and that's not a problem necessarily because I don't know what a lot of the lyrics on Joker Man mean either, um, or uh, you know, or any of these they, uh, other kind of songs. They
0: are clearer, like they're they're mysterious, but I don't think that they're hard to understand. Like they don't they they make sense as like little images. Um, yeah, I whereas mean, whereas this yeah. this just goes into the realm of. Kind of bafflement and like the word "stop" meaning anything. I'll yeah, say it again: but, in creation, where man, where one's nature neither honors nor forgives. I just don't. Uh, I'm not going to get that.
1: Yeah, just kind of in falls a, flat. Of course, and and like even even the lyrics. I think that you can't really parse and understand um are are often you know like skipping reels of rhyme or whatever to yeah, your nothing, in time like who knows what that about means a, a,
0: a obtuse or sort of um, oblique lyric but i think it's but just they need the, to ima- be... the wordiness comp- too it just it just feels what? like dude i mean couldn't you've just, just done another rewrite
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. Like if, if they're going to be hard to parse and, and sort of deliberately uh, murky, like it, at least it needs to be pretty. And, and that is not a pretty no, lyric it's by any not. means. In creation, one, where one's nature, neither honors nor forgives. It's just like a, it's a clunker, man. But um, the rest of the
0: song is kind of like uh, opposed to that. Like it starts really uh, intimately and um, with a lot of promise you have the right. first lyrics. Been so long since a strange woman has slept in my bed. Look how sweet she sleeps. How free must be her dreams. In another lifetime, she must have owned the world or be or been faithfully wed to some righteous king who wrote psalms beside moonlit streams. So that's like really cool and evocative. And the the music of it, the the uh, instrumental has like a kind of cool. It feels like a, like a neo-noir type of like vibe, like in a way, like he, this is sort of like a internal monologue of like a, a Raymond Chandler type of character.
1: Yeah. It's got a, it's got the sense that like, this is, yeah, like the, the protagonist of the story walking, walking through a, a dark city street and in a dark night of the soul kind or, of, uh, in the moment. At,
0: at, Awake in his apartment while you know, his his flame is is asleep in the in the Murphy bed and in the moonlight streaming through the window and he's Right. Yeah, he goes out for a cigarette. And then you get hit with that chorus which is just like takes all the wind out of its sails and you're just yeah. like, okay what?
1: Yeah. If this is uh I think this is a close it's a close miss. It's a it's a could have been but never was um sort of track. Interestingly though, the uh the most most played song from the album Infidels, a cool two hundred and four plays. Um about twice as many as Joker Man. Wow. Yeah. So I guess Bob likes it. I guess so. Yeah. Um I guess that uh that about brings us to Closing time.
0: The closer, which is uh I think this is the closest that we get to a continuation of the of, of certain moments from Shot of Love, actually. Mm. Um like I feel like there's a pretty clear through line with a song like Heart of Mine and this song, Don't Fall Apart on Me Tonight, the closer right. of Infidels. Right. Where um, I think this one takes it a little a uh, step further by adding a, li- it's a little bit more moody, a little bit more um, emotionally intense, uh, and it's not a bad it's not a bad thing. Um, it's one of the stronger tracks, I think, um, without being anything that blows your socks off.
1: Yeah, there's there's definitely more going on here than something like Heart of Mine, which is really just kind of you know pop fluff. Um, But, uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess I don't know that I would, like, it it seems like he's going for something like Sarah here, right? Like the last, it's the last song on the record. It's, it's a short, relatively short record in terms of the number of songs, only eight tracks long. And this is supposed to be kind of the big emotional heart tugging, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, romantic love ballad. Um, and, um, and, and it, it gets, you know, it gets there, uh, to an extent, but it doesn't, um, I don't know, it's 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 not the it's not the pantheon, I I think, uh, when when we get to that that kind that style of song that Bob likes to write. He's he's definitely doing it better than he has been recently, um, at, at this point. But um it's it's sort of a like a halfway there kind of kind of thing for me. A a good song, but not not befitting of a of a record that begins with a song like Joker Man, I would say.
0: No. It it has nothing to do with the song Joker Man. And, and... What does the song give you, you know? Don't fall apart on me tonight. I don't even, I don't think that I could handle it. It's a little whiny. whiny. Yeah. A little whiny. I just don't think I could handle it. (laughs) We've all been there, you know?
1: We sure have. Some interesting, uh, some interesting lyrics, certainly. Uh, let's try to get beneath the surface waste girl. No more booby traps and bombs, no more decadence and charm, no more affection that's misplaced girl. No more mudcake creatures lying in your arms. What about that millionaire with the drumstick in his pants? He looked so baffled and so bewildered when he played and we didn't dance. Um, I wonder I wonder who. Uh, I wonder who he's writing to in this song
0: yeah that's that seems personal,
1: yeah um, but yeah, and, and it's it's sort of like a like jaunty kind of move along song like it's not it's not um it's not like a sad downer kind of song, but it also isn't like kind of happy romantic love at the same time it it's it's sort of like just kind of uncomfortable uncomfortably stuck in the middle of of a series of different things to me. And doesn't commit one way or the other, um, and it's not, you know, a hot, not a heart wrenching ball your eyes out kind of song. Nor is it like a, you know, I'm I'm at at, at bliss uh, and just in the perfect state of mind sort of song either.
0: No, it's not. Um, it's not a Van Morrison. I've been on a huge Van Morrison kick lately.
1: Yes, <laughs> noted noted by the uh, the Joker Man uh, uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter output recently. Which, by the way, follow us on Instagram and twitter at jokerman pod
0: yeah i mean i i really love van i mean i'm just gonna use this time to just wax on Van a little bit uh just uh, one of the like nobody doesn't like him he's just he's the vibe smith he's just a good vibe wizard and he's committed to, to keeping the good vibes rolling especially
1: uh, with some of his uh, his most more recent output. Well,
0: he just put out a, a couple songs that are uh, <laughs> literally like anti-lockdown conspiracy theory uh, <laughs> anthems which the, the,
1: basically uh, literally QAnon songs.
0: Yes, but you know, I I read them as like this is a man. This is a man who is so committed to the, the to to the cause of good vibes. Hmm that it disturbs him so much what's happening in the world today that he, he has no recourse but to entertain fringe anti-science uh, and conspiracy theories uh, about COVID-19 to the point where he writes songs that are, that say, on March 21st, the government website said that COVID-19 was no longer high risk. We should all be still working. Why are they working and we're not? Well, on the government website from the 21st of March 2020 it said COVID-19 was no longer high risk. Then two days later, they put us under lockdown. And why are we not being told the truth? Um, God bless (laughs) him. And, um, you know, may we all be so committed to good vibes that we are spiritually offended to the point of literal psychosis, (laughs) like Van the Man. And, you know, we we discussed before, while we're at it, you know, we're in the, the heat of the moment in Bob Dylan's. 1980s output you know hemming and Hawing oh is this a masterpiece is this one a minor masterpiece you know they say a lot of people say that uh, this record infidels is Dylan's you know his premier would-be masterpiece of the 1980s and um, I think it's just a worth pointing out that Van Morrison is maybe one of the only artists of his level. Who whose nineteen eighties was like a huge period of thriving, effortless, great material, like a rare wellspring of just like great, great stuff. Effortlessly, great stuff came out uh, through Van in in the nineteen eighties. So if you ever get tired of literally any music you're listening to, just Check out uh, Van Morrison's late seventies, even to 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 nineteen mid to late nineteen eighties output. He's got uh, albums like Beautiful Vision, albums like uh, A Sense of Wonder, uh, No Guru, No No Teacher, No Method, or whatever that one's called. Just a lot of great stuff. That's my that is my my piece.
1: Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, Van Morrison, uh, a three-star recording artist.
0: Yeah, truly. Um, but you just mentioned three stars. I, I think now it's, it's that time. I we, do think that it is. We have to reckon with how many stars we give Infidels, the 1983 record by Bob Dylan, Zimmy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Kind of have a feeling uh, uh, I know what uh, what both of us are going to give it, and which makes me want to zag and give it a different score than.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I, mm-hmm. I feel that way too, but um, I think I just have to, I have to do the obvious thing. I think right now.
1: What's the obvious thing?
0: Well, now you put me on the spot. <laughs>
1: Mm. I think it, I have no, to give it. It's
0: a two star. Yeah, album it's a two star. There's it's no a, way yeah, it's, around it.
1: Yeah, it's a one star album. Joker Man is a three star song. It's a two star album. Put those together. That's it. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's exactly how I feel about it. It. Yeah. Joker Man is is a four star song. Yeah. Um, up there with other four star songs like, uh, like Rolling Stone, and Mozambique. Mozambique, app, New- Apple Suckling Tree,
1: <laughs> Million Dollar Bash, Million
0: Dollar Bash, <laughs> you know, the other great, important records of Bob Dylan's career. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I think from from both of us, this is a, a strong, if you could say that, you know, two stars um, out of three. Uh, I. I don't believe that this is a great record. I believe that it has great it has a great one great song on it. But people who talk about this like it's one of the best things Bob Dylan ever put out. <laughs> I think they're they're kidding themselves slightly.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I, I think at the end of shot of love, we, I mentioned something about like talking about, uh, you know, another one of Bob's masterpieces or something in the next episode, referring to infidels, which at the time just off the top of my head, I was like, Oh yeah, of course. Infidels is a, is a masterpiece. And then just sort of coming back to it and refreshing my memory, uh, this week it, uh, I, 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 I think I was giving too much, uh, too much mental space just to Joker man on its own and not enough to the rest of the record, which th- there is a lot of stuff, you know, there's a lot of stuff there, I I think, and it and it could have been um, you know, could have been a, a, a mid-career masterpiece uh right. from top to bottom. But you know, just the the sort of the chopped up version that we have, the weird production on some of the songs, uh <laughs> neighborhood bully, you know, it um it's it 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 isn't what it could have been or, or should have been. Um and so so yeah, I think I think two stars is 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 where it's got to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, part of this project is uh, going to be dependent on us really being honest with ourselves, and you know, we've made maybe some careless. I've maybe made some, some. Some of
1: us have made some more careless some ratings flubs than others.
0: Slips here and there when we were doing the three star ratings. I think eventually we'll do a three star reappraisal for a really sure. a holistic final three star ranking uh, of, all, of of everything. But um, you know, we're doing this in the heat of the moment when we give these three star uh, system reviews. This one, I feel, I'm. Even though I'm not right now, I do feel stone cold sober in my uh, giving of, of two out of three. And I agree. Uh, I'm very excited for next week where um, we are going to be talking about a record which I think is generally considered, although I think it's been reappraised in, in, in recent years, sort of has the distinguished Spot of being the classically recognized nadir of Dylan's uh, recording career, um, Empire Burlesque. But uh, of course, it's, well, it's everyone's favorite contrarian take to say that it's actually great. Um, we'll get to the bottom of this next week. But uh, the the special guest we have joining us <sighs> is. Uh, Something that you won't want to miss. Uh, we
1: we do, I believe, have a have have quite a special guest lined up for Empire Burlesque. But before we get there, uh, will we not be talking about Bob's uh, uh, literal fourth live album in the span of a decade, uh, which came out in between Infidels oh, Real and
0: live. I suppose. Yes. Yeah. Never mind. I suppose before then, we'll have to get to Real Live, um, which has an album cover that I. I I feel like Has literal stink lines Coming off of it (laughs) Yeah
1: I think we're I think we're gonna be able To spend about half the episode Just on the album cover And the other (laughs) half On the songs themselves
0: Real live Yeah um, Not even a bad record Per se But uh, I'm excited to Get into it Um, Yeah For now Thank you for joining us And um, Listen You know Joker Man Is on this record
1: you gotta love it, folks
0: I changed it to three stars Just kidding, it's still two stars <laughs> Two stars, but just for the song Joker Man uh, Joker Man Man Standing on the water Casting your bread. Why is this not big news? Why is it being ignored? Why no checks and balances? Why no second opinions? Why are they working? And
1: why are we not...